Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Atomic Skull podcast. And let me tell you guys, the show turning 40 is hell on the angles. To quote one of my favorite fictional archaeologists, and yes, I do have a few, it's not the years, it's the mileage. Up front, I am going to chastise myself, he said, surprising nobody, in the form of a question. How the fuck did I not mention Mother's Day in the last episode? I feel like such a jackass for not bringing it up. It's not that I'm trying to be sentimental, but I feel like there's gotta be at least a couple of hysterical things to talk about with the subject, and there are. First, I bought my dreadful mother a world's greatest mom butt plug, which she said that she lost, and I have no desire to ask any follow-up questions about that. But I wanna do the earliest best of the week that we have ever done on this show for you right now. And there is no punchline here. This is one of those beautiful things that is so much comedy on its own that I don't even have to add anything to it. Nick Cannon, former host of Wild and Out and future full-time parent-teacher conference attendee, mixed up the Mother's Day cards that he gave to all of his baby mamas. There is no greater gift to a bitch exhausting themselves trying to be funny than when a joke tells itself. That is 15 seconds of Benny Hill music away from being a fucking sitcom. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go ahead and do worst of the week too. There's no rules that have to be followed out here. Embrace the chaos, you guys, because life is weird whether you want it to be or not. Worst of the week is Ben and Jerry's. Now, I am treading very lightly here because Ben, Jerry, and I go way back. There are no men ever that have created creamy substances that I enjoy in my mouth more than those two Vermont living motherfuckers. I absolutely adore Ben and Jerry's ice cream and that will never change. But, fellas, stop trying so hard with the fucking names of the flavors. It is overkill and it is not necessary. You do not have to put the word chocolate in the name of the ice cream three separate times to get me to wanna buy it. You could call the flavor sweat from Danny DeVito's ball sack. And as long as the description sounds delicious, I'm gonna fucking eat it. I was at the store looking at all the different names and shit And there were some where the name is so thirsty for cleverness that I couldn't remotely figure out what was actually in the pint. Let go. Let it flow. Slow and low. That is the tempo. We're invested. We do not need to be impressed in the frozen aisle. Just keep it working, fellas. So I want to tell you guys a quick story that happened a couple of weeks ago when I was driving to work. I passed by a school every day on my way to the office. And this particular day, as I was driving by, it was recess. And I saw one of those old school red bouncy balls that the popular kids in school used to throw at my face, making its way across the street right in front of my car. I look over and I see a bunch of ki- a Nick Cannon number of kids. I'm going to have more Nick Cannon jokes in this episode than Nick Cannon's got kids. I see a bunch of kids leaning up against the fence looking super distraught, right? Now, I'm not 
always a bleeding heart. Life is cruel and childhood is no different. You need to find that out early. But also, oh how many times when I was young was I trying to sports and a ball of some type that I was using got stuck on a roof or in a yard and I never saw it again. I'm no Captain America out here, but I couldn't just drive by. I pull my car over, throw on my hazards, and went to go grab the ball to bring it back to the kids. Now, I'm not telling you guys this story because I want to congratulate myself. I hate me way too much for that. I'm telling you this story because the entire time I have the ball in my hand and I'm walking up to the fence, I am saying to myself, I am not a pedophile, I am not a pedophile, which is a weird fucking thing to keep saying in your head. And it's not like I'm trying to get a table for one at Chuck E. Cheese, but here I am, an adult male with a polo shirt that has a dildo store logo on it, bringing a ball to a bunch of kids at a school during recess. If you just pimped up on that one single moment in particular with no context, I'm not going to come out a winner with that one. It felt so weird to be walking up to a school like that. I swear to God, you guys, I almost said to the kids, don't worry, you guys, I'm not a pedophile, which would have made it a hundred times worse. <laughs> I am so fucking awkward, you guys. Please send help. All right. I have to indulge myself a little bit and talk about Beetlejuice 2 for just a second. Beetlejuice is probably in my top 10 favorite movies. If it isn't in the top 10, it is pretty fucking close. I've referenced it oh so many times already on the show. I quote it in real-time situations whenever I have the opportunity to shoehorn it in, and now they're making a sequel, which I never thought would happen. I have actually used the phrase, 10 Fast and Furious movies and we can't get a fucking Beetlejuice sequel or something similar for years. It isn't that funny of a reference, so I don't mind not doing it anymore in favor of there actually being a second Beetlejuice movie. There's been rumors flying around for literal decades about a sequel happening, but Tim Burton, who directed the first one, always shot them down. I think he's doing it now just so that people will shut the fuck up about it and stop asking. That is literally why Guns N' Roses got back together a few years ago to go on tour. When a reporter asked Slash why the band reunited, his actual response was something along the lines of, so you guys will stop asking about it, which is fair. Beetlejuice is Michael Keaton's greatest role, so I'm really glad he's getting an opportunity to come back to it. Catherine O'Hara, who was in the first one, also coming back. She was fucking hysterical, so that's the right move. Winona Ryder is coming back. She is also an actress. I have nothing else for you on that. She's fine. She needs a check like the rest of us. Mazel tov. The big surprise for me is that there is going to be a Tim Burton movie without Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter. I didn't think that was even fucking possible. What do you guys want to bet that for at least some kind of amount of time, Tim, Johnny, and Helena were the world's gothiest thruple? I am excited to see how the movie goes, but I feel like the sequel is happening way too late. When I think of how excited I was for the second Coming to America movie, even 30 years later, I felt like when I watched it, it wasn't bad but it didn't get even close to the original because so much time had gone by. That magic was just gone. I laughed a couple of times. I enjoyed it, but sequels in general are always tough. You got to get on them when the piping is hot. 
You know what I mean? If you wait too long, it's just going to go away. Other than saying that, I promise to reserve judgment because I do want it to be good. Jenna Ortega is going to be in it. I absolutely adore her, but I can't help but feel like it's kind of being hastily thrown together. We will see. All right, I've got a story from the Dildo Chronicles from this last week that has been giving me the giggles ever since it happened. So you know I have to pass that along to you because I love you and you feel that. A quick disclaimer about this story before I tell it to you guys. I am going to be describing the people involved in a very particular way using specific wording for reasons that are going to become evident as the story progresses. So if you're thinking to yourself that me using a different description for the people involved might come off a little bit more socially responsible, I'm not going to disagree with you, but also hold that thought. I have a gentleman who was shopping in the store who came up to the counter with a half dozen or so DVDs to ring out. I ask one of my associates to ring the gentleman out. The associate, she was black. Now, I'm not going to go all racist Uncle Joe on you here. There is a reason that I'm mentioning her skin color and a reason that I'm mentioning it in that particular way. She was black. I mean, she still is black. I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen her today. I, I assume she, you know, I'm making myself fucking nervous with the description. Okay. The gentleman was a relatively timid white dude, okay? That is also important to the story. He did not want to be rung out by the female associate. He asked if I could ring him out instead. Now, immediately, I'm thinking what you're thinking. Possibly embarrassed because a woman is ringing out as porn and or possibly racist, right? I assure you, it was neither. Let me explain. Before I can respond to the guy when he requests that I ring him out, she is thinking what the rest of us are thinking. And the female associate says something along the lines of either I'm doing it or you are not walking out of here with anything today. If there is one thing that I have learned, not since working at the dildo store, but since I was a teenager, there is no getting between a dude and his porn. The guy is very polite, but he barely says a word to her and doesn't really look her in the eye as she's ringing him out. And while it's going on, I am mentally preparing to apologize to her after he leaves on behalf of white people everywhere for how awful we can be and probably have been to her for pretty much her entire life. As soon as he walks away and the door shuts with him on the other side of it, she starts laughing her ass off. First of all, what a relief. My b-hole immediately unclenches about 15% right off the top. Or bottom. On behalf of Editing Matthew, we do not apologize for adding that rim shot. It was perfectly placed, and you can suck my 15% unclenched ass. So she is laughing, and I am very confused, to say the least. She tells me that all of the movies he purchased were of black women dominating white men. And my first thought was, oh my god, her ringing him out had to have been the kind of moment that he waited a lifetime for. I will bet you a week's pay that he 
jerked it in the car in the parking lot. That was pure spank material for him. I'm not sure if Penthouse Forum still exists, but if it does, his letter is probably already on the way. All right, you guys, let's do something fun. I am certain you remember the Gold Star question from a couple weeks ago about your favorite weird food combinations. Well, I'm a man of my word. Run it. All right, you guys. So in honor of our 40th episode and the show officially becoming middle-aged, I thought it might be fun to revisit the Gold Star question that I asked you guys a couple of weeks ago about your favorite weird food combinations. But... I didn't just want to talk about them. So, to my right, I have a plate of crazy that I am going to be diving into in just a few moments here. That is a four-course meal of awfulness. Maybe. I'm not sure. But I also thought, why should I suffer alone? Here I am in the middle of the night deciding on the fly that I wanted somebody to suffer with me. So, I walked out of my office and who did I see with her big feet up on the couch watching one of her favorite Disney Channel movies, but my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's Her Name. So I have her here to critique your guys' weird food choices with me. And I am so excited to dive into one of the most intimate meals that my wife and I have ever shared. How are you feeling about this, Mrs.? Can I leave yet? The aroma coming from this plate is something else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are not contractually obligated to be here. You are ethically not obligated to be here as well. So you're just going to sit right there so we can do this. Okay, let's go. All right. Now, before we start, because we are us, uh, we are going to do one of our favorite traditions. We are going to blast an Irish car bomb real quick, but with cold brew nitro coffee Guinness. So if you will excuse us, we are going to see who can finish this Irish car bomb the fastest. It will not be me. Not with that attitude. (laughs) It will not be, but (laughs) I'll drink it anyway. All right. All right. Okay, are you going to finish it today, or what's going on? I'm done. Are you really? Yeah. That's actually not too bad. Yeah, right after you. I'm getting better. I have to open the gullet, you know? Uh, Yeah, that's why I wiped it up. All right, so for our first course today, uh, one of the delightful food combinations that I received was tuna with thick chocolate milk as a hors d'oeuvre. So, we're You're going... friends with psychopaths. <laughs> That's true. I married to one. So, <laughs> no mayo, want... no, no nothing. No nothing. No, we're going to we're going to raw dog it right in the tuna right now. So, we're going to take a bite or two of tuna, just regular ass tuna. It's possible that it may be past the expiration date cuz it's been in our pantry for a while, but it's also possible that it's fine. And that tastes like tuna. Mhm. That is tuna if I've ever had it. <laughs> Have you had tuna? Once or twice. All right. Chocolate milk, huh? I don't know how the two of them are together. No. Yeah, I, you know, it's like waffles and mustard. Like, I like the tuna, I like the chocolate milk, but I don't know that I like them together. 
Yeah, and that weird aftertaste when you get like a chunk of tuna out of your teeth and it mixes in with the chocolate milk taste in your mouth. Yeah. It's not a good mouth feel. Plus it's smelling like my ex-girlfriend, so I'm going to move this over <laughs> to the side. All right, now for the second course, this is going to be the one that I am actually the most terrified of. And this is a creamy peanut butter and pickle sandwich on toasted bread. I'm terrified. Who hurt you people? (laughs) Seriously. Like, who hurt you? I will therapize you. Why am I eating this? Why is... Is therapize a word? I just made it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com. Who hurt you? Let's just... You know what? We're going to make that the gold star question (laughs) of the week. That's a great gold star question. (laughs) We're going to make... So, gold star question of the week. Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com. Slide into my DMs on the Instagrams and the TikTok. I'm watching it over there. Who hurt you? Send me your answers, and uh, we're going to go over those next week, because that's going to be... I don't know how I'm going to make that fucking funny. All right. Pickles, creamy peanut butter on toasted bread. Let's go. Let's do this. God. It's not terrible. It's not good. Mm. I wouldn't order this at a restaurant. What restaurant would serve this? I, it's it's weird. Like, I've eaten worse. I see to... previous joke about ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, man. I know pickles and peanut butter is a thing. Like, I understand it's a thing. This is actually, it's better than I thought it would be. You're not going to take another bite of it, are you? I, you know, I hate myself. I see you just staring at it. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, am I going to do it? I don't like who I am, and I put myself through any kind of torture that I can whenever I can. Yes, I'm going to take another bite of it, and I'm probably going to wash it down with some of that leftover chocolate milk. (laughs) Suck my ass. Oh, I'm not going to... So, it's interesting, because I like the acidity, and I like the creaminess, but the flavors don't go together. Mm -hmm. But I like the textures that are going on. If that makes any... I'm sounding so pretentious, I'm sorry. You are. You watch way too much fucking MasterChef. Would you consider yourself a Joe Bastianich or an Aron Sanchez? Mm, Aron Sanchez. Say the word taco. Taco. Yeah, that's an Aron Sanchez. (laughs) Right, yeah, I I gotta revisit this chocolate milk real quick. As a restaurant manager, I'd fire anyone who made the sandwich. Wow. That, wow. Yeah. That is harsh. It's facts. Gold, who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) Send it to the email. (laughs) (laughs) This, seriously, you guys, this plate, if you added two strawberry Pop-Tarts, this would be a plate that my mom has actually made me for Christmas dinner. Now, when you are having a fancy meal, you like... To have a, a cheese, right? You want to have a you want to have like a like a cheese course to sort of break it up. Now, this one, I think I'm being pumped with this one because this this is the one that's going to give me the shits. Oh, this is the one that's going to do it. I can't wait. Okay, so for this one, it's going to be Swiss cheese and black olives. God help me. We, you don't seem no problem for you there? No, definitely not. Like, olives are always on, like, crudite plates, and, like, cheese is always on crudite plates. Well. And the two of them together just make sense. I don't think it's weird at all. Whoever did this, 
I like you. All right, I'm getting gassy just looking at this part of it. So, all right, are you are you wrapping the? Oh, I I took a little piece of Swiss and I wrapped it around my wrapped olive. it around the olive. Okay, I yeah. can dig that. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Nope. I'm a, I'm a fan. Nope. I would like a softer cheese. I think either the Swiss is too hard or it's been sitting out for like an hour. <laughs> either way, I want a new cheese, a soft cheese. You don't like it at all. No. Do you like olives? Uh, you know, no. I like them like I like Fast and Furious movies. Like, I get it. I know that everybody else likes it. And I, you know, I might try one just to remind myself why I don't like it. But I'm not a big, unless they're on, like, nachos or something, I'm not a big olives guy. Did you ever wear them on your fingers as a kid and, like, chase your siblings? I mean, I didn't chase my siblings with it, but I did wear them on my fingers as a kid. Oh, very Mickey Mouse. Oh, thank you. I would chase my sibling. That is literally the only wholesome thing about my childhood. Okay, so, great. <laughs> I'll give you my answer to the gold star question next week, you guys. <laughs> so, this next one is actually the one that I'm most excited about. And that is, no, we're holding judgment. Because when I was sent this, I was told, hold judgment until you have it. But this one is half an avocado with condensed milk in the middle. In the hole. Wait. Are you telling me you didn't jizz in this avocado? I was <laughs> no. so ready to eat the shit out of it. <laughs> Condensed milk? That's boring. I just want to say a quick hello to my mother-in-law, CJ. Hi, Mom. <laughs> okay, so condensed milk avocado. Yes, we're going to do the spoon. I'm genuinely excited for this one. I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to eat it. Weird. It is. You haven't even eaten it yet. It's, it just looks weird. Seriously, look weird. it's a it's a pile of jizz inside of the avocado hole. Yeah, I think I sell that movie at work. You guys. <laughs> Shit, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I don't know why. Yeah, that's fucking delicious. I don't know why. It's like a pudding. Like yeah. Oh man! Yeah, we're good. Let's go in for two. I'm going for another one. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you with your closed-mindedness. I'm sorry, Mister or Mrs. Avocado Condensed Milk person. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. Damn! It's, it's really hard for me to say those words. Yeah, so. Jesus Christ! Marry the woman. You'll never hear that again. <laughs> oh my God! That's fucking delicious. I feel like I could put condensed milk on anything and, like, I would like it. If this avocado didn't cost me $7, I would totally get this all the fucking time. Holy shit, that's fucking delicious. I like it. I like, after we're done recording, I'm going to finish that. Are you really? Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I am going to revisit the chocolate milk that I had from earlier and one more drink. Amir, this bud's for you. I love you, Amir. <laughs> Come back. We can't wait to have him back. Mm. One, I know. I keep eating it, guys. I'm it, really sorry. It's like good. if you hear me munching in your ears, it's it's really it's fucking good. Yeah. Now, I do have this last one, this last sandwich here that I am the most excited for because this I've had something like this. Okay. Not exactly like it, but everybody's had something really close. We've all gone swimming, right? This is the after swimming snack right here. So this is a peanut butter and jelly, crunchy peanut butter, which is the peanut butter. It is, absolutely. Peanut butter and jelly with chips inside. Now, I was given a little carte blanche with the chips 
So I used my all-time favorite chip, which is spicy sweet chili Doritos, inside of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, because I think that would be the most interesting. Okay. So we're going to try that, and I'm so excited. And then this is just, this is going to finish us up for the um, the plate of craziness, man. This is wild. Can you guys hear the crunchiness? <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Really good. Not as good as the avocado. No shit. Avocado is the winner, hands down. You guys. Congratulations to you. Who? She was talking shit about the avocado, making jizz jokes the second I brought the plate in the room, and she she was going all the way off on it, and she I didn't want to eat it. I didn't want to eat it. You're such a bitch. Well. Yes. Right. That's why I wiped it up. <laughs> All right. I'm doing one more bite of this uh, with the chips in it. Because, just because it's my favorite chips. I'm going to do more avocado. Do you have anything to say to the audience while I'm eating this last bite? Absolutely. Don't forget to follow at Atomic Skull Podcast at um, gmail.com. <laughs> Send in DMs. I think that means direct mail or something like that. How do you follow an email? You run real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I love the absolute fucking shit out of you, man. Thank <laughs> you for every time you've ever made me laugh. You're welcome. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, Atomic Skull Songs of the Week podcast list. <laughs> music. Go listen to some music and eat avocados with condensed milk. If there's anything you can take away from me, Mrs. What's-Her-Face, it's <laughs> avocados and condensed milk. F-T-W. Suckers. Uh, fantastic. What more can you say aside from that? Because literally all of the plugs that she did just made no goddamn sense. <laughs> so, so the avocado with condensed milk is the winner. It was it was the all star for sure. Is that your favorite? Yeah, I think that was definitely my favorite. I I actually thought that it was going to be pretty good, but I did not realize how good it was going to be. Yeah. No, it was definitely, it was the weirdest looking thing on this plate, but it was the most satisfying, and I'm going to finish it. Right on. Uh, Our thanks to Mrs. What's-Her-Name for joining us in this little segment here. Thank you guys for having me. This was a blast. And if you have any more of these, like, send them over. Maybe we'll do this in the future. We will absolutely do this in the future. I can't wait to have you back again. I love you, and I'll see you when I'm done with this whole thing. Okay, goodbye. Our thanks again to my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, for being a total sport. You never know when she's going to pop up, and I'm sure the next time is right around the corner. For Song of the Week, I mean, do I even need to say it? We lost one of the great ones this last week. The legendary, the immortal, the iconic Tina. This one hit extra hard for me because... For me, Tina's family, you know what I mean? When someone famous that you love dies young and unexpectedly, the first thing that you feel and have to handle within yourself is the shock, right? It takes time to process. But Tina, it wasn't a shock or a tragedy that she died as much as it was just sad. But also, she made it to the top of the mountain, and we grieve a little bit, because of the greatness the world lost that we'll never get back, but also we celebrate. 
We celebrate her life, her power, her passion, her contribution to music, and what it meant to our lives. And who fucking doesn't love Tina? For me, I grew up listening to her. When I was a kid, and I mean really little, Tina was everywhere. She was on MTV, she was in Mad Max, she was on every late night show, she was in commercials, she was strong, confident, talented, and I'm not the least bit ashamed to say this, she was fucking sexy. Did you guys know her legs were insured by Lloyds of London in the late 80s, early 90s for a million dollars? If you watch some of her old performances from the 60s and 70s, she was sultry as fuck she danced like beyonce she had lizzo's swagger and she was sexier than rihanna so song of the week is definitely gonna go to her and there is a lot to choose from what's love got to do with it is a defining song of the 1980s and one of the greatest pop songs of all time we don't need another hero private dancer and better be good to me were also amazing 80s bangers and i love all three of those as well but you know me i gotta dig a little deeper i gotta go a little further back nutbush city limits is top tier and it is going to kill me to not pick my favorite song by her which is river deep mountain high check that one out as a little bonus but let me say this you know what's fucking wild about Tina? She was a rock and roll singer. She sang Get Back with Paul McCartney, Hot Legs with Rod Stewart, Let's Dance with David Bowie, The Bitches Back with Elton John. She stole the stage right from under Mick Jagger at Live Aid in 1985, which is no fucking easy feat. And you can try me on all of those performances. I'm pretty damn sure they're all on YouTube. She's known as the queen of rock and roll. So for that alone, for song of the week, I need to go with my heart and I need to pick a rock and roll song. One of the greatest cover songs of all time. One of the few covers that is better than the original. The original version of the song is nice and easy. But Tina, you see, she never did anything nice and easy. She always did it nice and rough. So this week's song of the week is Proud Mary by Ike and Tina Turner. And I hate that I have to mention Ike Turner at all because fuck him. But he's part of that story. He didn't define Tina. He was part of who she was, but it was her strength and effort to overcome how he treated her and who she became because of it that was what defined her. Her version of Proud Mary is a celebration of music and what she contributed to it. And it goes from slow and sexy to pure fucking energy and joy. And I hope you go to the Atomic Skull Podcast Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify and listen to it like I will over and over again this week because it and she are both simply the best. And then lastly, before I turn you guys loose for the week... I want to say thank you all for the support that I got about taking last week to catch my breath a little bit. I actually got a shitload of likes on my Instagram story talking about how I wasn't going to release an episode, and I'm not really sure where to put my emotions about that. I feel like I want to say thank you, but also fuck you? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but 
don't worry too much about me. Not only am I back this week, but I have come fully armed with that trailer that I promised you guys for this shit show here. It is done, dusted, and out. And you can check it right now on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts and AtomicSkullPodcast.com. It is the very first episode on the list, before episode one, at the very beginning of the feed. Please do check it out and let me know what you guys think. I'm always looking for feedback on everything I'm doing out here. And while you're there, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to this piece of business and give me five stars. That is always appreciated. And lastly, if you would, share that trailer. Pretty please with the cherry on top. On any of the social bullshits, I can get you to do it. It would mean a lot to me if you guys would help me out and get it out there. Hopefully get some people talking about it around the old water cooler. I will definitely be sharing it as well. You are going to see it whether you like it or not. So please join in. Resistance is futile. And that's all I got this week for you guys. I love you all a motherfucking bunch. So grateful that you're all here catching my voice. And you can bet your sexy asses I will be seeing you next week. Apologies to my mother-in-law. And how are you doing? 